Money Matters Wealthy Thinking with Alfred Edmund Jr. Welcome to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm your host, Alfred Edmund Jr. Ask any financial coach, author, or educator what they consider to be the cardinal sin of personal money management, and I'll bet most of them will agree. Co-signing on a credit card, auto loan, or other debt. But it can be so hard to say no to such requests, especially when they come from one of your kids, a love interest, or another person you're emotionally attached to. Don't worry, I got you. On this edition of Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, I'll give you a script for how to say no to requests for you to co-sign. Also, I've been inviting you to submit questions you'd like me to answer on the podcast. Today's question comes not from one person, but from dozens. In fact, it's the question I'm most asked, especially during the past year, hands down. Listen up. You may not have asked this question, but I promise you'll be helped by the answer. But first, if you've read my articles, heard me on the radio, or seen me on television as an expert on personal finance and entrepreneurship, you've heard me say over and over again that co-signing on a credit card, auto loan, or any other kind of debt is one of the worst money decisions you can make. And most of my colleagues in the financial education space will agree. Often though, it's not the request that's hard to say no to, but the person asking. Usually someone you have an emotional connection to, who can use guilt, sympathy, or romance, real or desired, to make it hard for you to just say no. So I'm gonna help you out with some things you can say when you need to say no to a parent, a child, a sibling, a romantic interest, especially a romantic interest, who asks you to co-sign on a loan or a credit card. First, here's one. Say no because I'll be taking all the risk and getting little or no reward. Think about it. They'll be driving that car, not you. They need you to use the credit card because of your good credit. You don't need them. On-time payments won't help your credit much, but missed or late payments could destroy your credit score. Can you really afford to cover the payments if they don't do it? Then just say no. Say no, because I don't want to risk getting sued. Did you know that if a person you co-sign for stops making payments, you are the one who gets sued? Remember, you and your good credit is why the lender was willing to grant the loan in the first place. When they want to collect on the balance, who do you think they're going to come after? You or your broke, now ex-girlfriend with the horrible credit? By the way, they'll want the entire balance, not just your half, plus fees and penalties. Can you really afford to be sued? Then just say no. Tell them no, because if you can't protect your own credit, how are you going to protect my credit? When you co-sign for someone, you're trusting that person to treat your credit as if it was his or her own. However, if they follow your example, they'd have good credit and they wouldn't need you as a co-signer. Why would you believe that they're going to treat your credit any better than they handled their own? Here's a hint. There's a three out of four chance that they won't. Take a good look at their track record. If they've never been that fourth person, just say no. And finally, tell them no because 
our relationship just means too much to me. Co-signing is just as likely to destroy your friendship, family, or love relationships as it is to wreck your finances. Picture this. You have to always remind them, they'd say nag them, to make sure they make the required payments on time. Or you have to sit on pins and needles, nervous, anxious, while hoping they do it without you having to ask about it. That makes you touchy and them defensive. That's not exactly a recipe for a great relationship. And just let them miss a payment, or several, or let them stop paying altogether. If you really care about them, you'd say no. And if they cared about you, they'd accept that. And if they don't accept that, you should even be more happy that you said no to their request to cosign. You're listening to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. We'll be back in a moment. Support for Money Matters Wealthy Thinking and the following message come from State Farm, who knows that many Americans struggle with their finances and most have never been taught how to manage them. Starting today, State Farm wants to change that by giving people the tools, help, and education they need to take control of their money, putting financial well-being within the reach of everyone. Now you can find out more at letstarttoday.com. State Farm, here to help life go right. Welcome back to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. Every week I've been asking you to submit questions you'd like me to answer on the podcast. The question I'm answering today actually comes from dozens of people. In fact, it's the question I've heard most during the past two years with increasing frequency. It's a simple question. Should I be investing in cryptocurrency? Listen, I get it. Whether you're talking about Bitcoin or one of the thousands of other cryptocurrencies created by everyone from your former college classmate to famous people like music artist and entrepreneur Akon, this feels like a big opportunity that you'd be a fool to miss out on. But is it really? Yes, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are hot topics. Cryptocurrency is also new, largely unregulated, difficult for the average person to trade, and even banned or restricted in some countries. That makes it a speculative investment, which means there's a great chance you could lose every penny you invest. This means you should not be raiding your emergency fund, taking out a second mortgage or a 401k loan, borrowing against your credit card, or going to other extremes just to get into the cryptocurrency market. And if you have no other investment assets, or you're carrying high interest debt, have no emergency savings, haven't fully funded your retirement, then you really have no business putting all your money into cryptocurrency, no matter how hot it is. The total invested amount in cryptocurrency in any speculative high-risk investments combined should not comprise more than 3-5% to of your total portfolio. The other 90% should be a diversified mix of mutual funds, index funds, stocks, bonds, insurance, even real estate, and other more traditional investments with more predictable returns. The goal is to spread your risk across all these asset classes. That way, if cryptocurrency continues to boom, you're in a position to be rewarded with an appreciating asset and maybe even cash out with a major capital gain in the future. On the other hand, if it goes bust, the net damage to your financial health will be minimal. 
So ultimately, my answer is yes. Go ahead, invest in cryptocurrency. However, only risk what you can absolutely afford to lose. If you have questions you'd like Alfred to answer, send an email to alfrededmondjr at gmail.com and he'll answer them on future editions of this podcast. That's alfrededmondjr at gmail.com or you can follow and direct message him on Instagram or Twitter at alfrededmondjr. And be sure to get Alfred's latest free ebook, Buy Love, Get Trouble, Sell Love, Get Screwed. How decisions in pursuit of sex, love, and relationships impact your career, business, and financial success. You'll find it at grownzone.com forward slash buy love, get trouble. And don't forget to subscribe to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. Thank you for listening. Come back for more next week. Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.